and welcome to the race review podcast that we refuse to name. I'm I'm Fuzzy. I'm Erica. Uh, Yesterday, uh, we we ran the uh, Carrera de los Muertos. The race of the dead. That was the worst Spanish accent. It was an accent? Uh, It was Spanish pronunciation. (laughs) It wasn't an accent, but pronunciation. Anyway, the race of the dead. Uh, this is a 5k, uh, here in Chicago, down in the Pilsen neighborhood. Uh, that is a fun, the race is a fundraiser for the UNO charter schools for their after school programs. Uh, it's run by, as far as we can tell, we don't know, but by the school itself, not by any of the, uh, race management companies. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, it's uh, Pilsen's a uh, predominantly Hispanic neighborhood, and this race is a very uh, seems seems to us at least very rooted in the neighborhood and uh, uh, very imbued with Day of the Dead culture. Uh, yeah, so. I love Day of the Dead culture and skulls and sugar skulls and everything. We have we have. A number of Day of the Dead things in our home, actually. And uh, this is our second year to run this one. Um, we discovered it because uh, Fuzzy one day saw a really cool race shirt on the lake path and was like, what run is that? And looked it up and was like, we have to do this one. So we did it last year. I was injured, so I walked it. And um, Fuzzy ran it. And this year we both ran it. And um, it's certainly, I think, one of the more higher energy runs in the city because just the um excitement of the day and there's a lot of families and a lot of costumes and um it is a celebration you know the day of the dead is a celebration and a um way to memorialize your loved ones who've passed and um uh i think that that's a really cool motivator for a 5k yeah yeah so you want to start with packet pickup, and then we'll go more sure, into the day sure. of and the cool uh, stuff about it. So packet pickup uh, was at uh, there was one day at uh, a bank uh, in uh, the neighborhood, and then uh, two days at the at one of the at the school um, that's a couple of blocks away. Uh, the bank, and then there was race day pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always nice. Which is always nice, especially uh, when it's in a uh, neighborhood that's a little further away from us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for some people, it's very yeah. It made me think about like I was I was actually about you know almost going to complain. Oh, we have to go all the way down there, and then like, well, you know, if you're from Pilsen, uh, all these packet pickups at at uh, Fleet Feet Well Street are a far distance for you. So uh, it made me think about other people. <laughs> um, but uh, but it actually turned out to be pretty easy. Uh, the uh, pink line, I'm, I'm working in the loop now, uh, and I just hopped on the pink line on Wednesday and uh, took takes 20 minutes for it to get down to 18th Street and uh, went out, grabbed the, pick, grabbed the packet pickup, grabbed some lunch at uh, a little restaurant there, and then hopped back on the train, got back to the loop. Yeah, the the packets are super adorable because they came in little colorful um, plastic mesh bags. And when so many packets come in like, you know, plastic bags, this one's, an, it's an, 
I don't know how to describe it. It's like a. It looks like a little like it looks like a little thing you would get to, like you would. What does it look? like? It looks like a beach bag. Like a beach bag. Yeah, but it's tiny and cute, and um, and the shirt fit in there, and there were just a couple. What else was in there? Like a race map, and then like a coupon. No, like an ad for a bank or something. something. Um. But that's adorable, and it has Uno printed on the side of it, and um, so that right there makes it a cooler packet. And then, of course, the shirt is a long sleeve, uh, really, it's a tech shirt, really cool skulls down the sleeves and roses. Um, We didn't compare, but we're pretty sure it's the same exact design as the last two years, but just a different color shirt that uh, we think the 2010 shirt, we saw some of those around yesterday were black shirts last year was red and this year was sort of a baby blue a really nice blue but it was nice baby blue yeah i like them i mean it's definitely i think one of the cooler shirts out there yeah um though they didn't have male female sizing they had asked for male female sizing but then when i got there for packet pickup they were apologizing that they hadn't actually gotten separate kinds of shirts yeah so that i got a male small instead of ladies medium yeah you know i got a a, a, gotta knock places that don't do the gender specific sizing because you have enough women that are running these races and the sizing difference and the cut for male female really does make a difference like a ladies medium shirt is awesome a men's small is fine but it just like doesn't it um, um a man and a woman's body uh, are very different. They're not built the same. Mm-hmm. So things don't... Tell me about this. Well, things don't <laughs> lay the same way, you know? So, I don't know. They're just a little awkward. But And it's for that reason that I don't wear last year's shirt very often, which is a shame because it is a really good shirt. So I'm wondering if I, like, you know, cut it or something, mm-hmm. you know, to open the neckline up or something would be a reason for me to wear it more. But as it is now, I, I don't. I, in fact, I don't wear any shirts, really, that are not made for women mm. when I work out because I don't want it to hang in the weird, awkward way. Right. Side note. But other than that, it's a cool shirt. Other than that. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we went down there, uh, it was cold <laughs> and yeah. a little rainy, but the coolest thing I think about it is that they have such a nice, um, like area like there's party set up and it's not even just after it's not a post-race party but the pre-race party too they have like food vendors and um a really beautiful shrine set up that um was really beautiful with like this the skeleton statue ladies and um pictures of people and the one that got me was somebody's work boots and Mm. um Work boots mean a lot to me and my, you know, my father. And uh, so that one made me a little emotional, but uh, I didn't let it get to me too much. Yeah. But it was beautiful. And I they have a face painting booth set up for you to get your face painted like one of the sugar skulls. And um, so that's just beautiful. And everybody who had their face painted like that was just so cool. Um, and then they have these really amazing dancers who are wearing almost nothing, male and female, and it was so cold. So they kept saying, like, give it up for these dancers. They're probably freezing. Um, so they did a kickoff start performance, which was kind of a shame because uh, the start corrals were weird. I, yeah, I think they made uh, – we when we very first got there, we were coming in through the start area, and we were like, oh, almost nobody's here. 
It's only like, and we got there like sort of right on time. So we were there 10 minutes early or something. And we were like, oh, nobody's lined up. But they had given equal weight to like, they had the six minute corral. It wasn't, it, there weren't dividing lines or anything, but just had put up signs saying six, six minute mile, seven minute mile, eight minute mile, 10 minute mile and so on. And they had spaced them a little generously, especially those early ones. Um, my impression of the, you know, uh, just sort of an impression of the races. I think there's a lot of people who maybe don't do a lot of races and are a little slower. and Or people who do do a lot of races, races and, and are, are a, little, a little slower. I don't know. But so those, you know, those six, se- six seven, and eight-minute areas were very sparsely uh, filled in. And then everybody was crowded into the, like, 10 and 11 uh, at the back. Uh, yeah. So, and then the dancers were at the starting line, which means that only a handful of people who are up in the six minute mile corral actually got to see them. Yeah. And we even, and maybe I shouldn't say this publicly, but we were, it, we were like, uh, let's just go up to the eight minute section because there's, yeah, there's space. No, I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, we were, you know, we weren't cheating or anything. We were actually helping the flow of, you know, just kept people through the start i think it was i think that was a good thing we did yeah um but they had that really cool marching band that you always see at yeah. cool events the punk the punk marching band that's not muka Paza. i can never remember their name they all wear crazy costumes they're awesome yeah. they were at the start and um the race course this year was opposite as it was last year so uh i think it started in the neighborhood streets last year and ended in more of the like you know underpass stuff but it started more it ended on the streets which i thought was kind of cool and to see it from a different angle but um yeah, i had a weird deja vu where it was like i've run this before but i was going the opposite direction Did yeah you experience yeah that? yes yeah it was uh we ran up so a lot of the same areas um a different yeah <laughs> yeah they had the same thing and they had cool... but it's really nice because you come in then this you were sort of finishing on what seems to be the main 18th street it's kind of the main drag all the businesses are along there and and, uh... and the cool thing about this run is that they have entertainment set up all along the way so there's like a mariachi band at the water station and there's a dj at the turnaround and there's a um uh there was a really cool looking dance troupe at one point the problem with that is that when there is a performance you want to see them so uh it sucks to kind of have to run past them and there was one point when uh there was the really cool whip dancer and tiger thing and it looked like they were going to do something really amazing and um i stopped for a minute to try to watch them which also was a snack break for me because i needed to eat a little something and uh I waited for just a minute and I didn't start dancing, so I just kept going. So afterwards, uh, Fuzzy and other friends were like, "Oh my God, those guys were amazing!" I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I think they just—I don't think they were doing anything super amazing when we were going past them. Just that they were the costumes were very interesting. Well, were they're, they dancing when you went past? Just very slowly, very slowly dancing in circles. Oh, yeah. No, right. we didn't see that. Just that they were—they were wearing. They had huge sombreros made of something fluffy and then uh little masks that were sort of built into the sombreros and wearing sort of big burlap sack clothes they just looked really cool 
did look really cool. Yeah. Um, and the whole and the and the industrial, you know, and and you, a, a part of the race is through these sort of industrial areas along the railroad tracks and stuff. Uh, but even there, there's so much great street art in that. So so many big murals and uh, authorized murals and unauthorized street art. There's so much to look at. I did also, kind of want. I kind of wanted to pause and take a bunch of pictures, but yeah. I mean, I kept running. I did last year because I was walking it. I took a lot of pictures last year just because everything was so beautiful and the murals were so cool. Um, but this year, I didn't. I did. It, there was a smashed pumpkin all over <laughs> the uh, road at one point. Did you see that? Yeah. And then um, also there was a smashed pigeon. I did see the smashed pigeon. I almost stepped in the smashed pigeon. Ugh. Yeah, that was kind of gross. I, I kind of want to say, like, go over your race course. I don't know. Before... I, I bet it, it might have gotten smashed during the, I mean. That morning? Like, that morning and nobody knows. I don't know. Anyway, maybe we should talk about this more. No, I think it's important. Okay. You know, like, if you're going to have however many thousands of people, 4,000 or so that we thought were there. Yeah. Like, yeah. you want to have the. Two and a half, I think. It was two, I think it was 2,500. Oh, okay. Then you, you want to have your. Well, that, that, I mean, we did see that. That was a thing that I don't... Free of dead animal. Right. I don't know. You know, it's hard to sweep the entire course uh, for everything. But I didn't... But we, dead pigeons. Come on. Well, it's only we, three miles. You can take a car with uh, a shovel. Car with a shovel. Um, we did notice... Well, speaking of cars, uh, like, poor time... You know, a lot of times they put up notices for this sort of thing of, like, no parking. There were three tow trucks with cars attached to them that they were trying to tow away cars who were parked illegally uh that uh the car they they hadn't gotten out of the area fast enough and so the tow trucks were blocking more traffic more runner traffic than the cars would have if they had just left the cars there i didn't experience the tow trucks blocking people but it did at one point one drove through an alley into the race course and a cop yeah and i was I didn't see what the cop was freaking out about, but like, like, or the traffic guy. Um, but I he started like waving and shouting and cursing and going, "You're gonna kill people!" And I was like, "What's happening?" I looked behind my shoulder and it was like tow truck driving into hundreds of people running. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> cool. I mean, that's just sort of an organizational problem when people don't realize. <laughs> Simpsons came uh, <laughs> yelling on the iPad. Um, yeah, when people don't realize like what they're, they don't know the big picture. They're just like, I'm a tow truck driver. I just got to tow these cars away. He's just doing his job. Right, but he need, people need to know the big picture. Yeah. Of what this is in service of. Right. Um, I guess, you know, so all that's just, I mean, talking about all the, you know, wanting to stop and take pictures and, and, and stuff like that. Like, this really, I think, last year uh, inspired us, and then we didn't really act on it, but it re-inspired me this year that this... Out of all the neighborhood races we've done, this is the really the one that really makes me want to revisit that neighborhood just to visit, you know, mm-hmm. to eat at some of the restaurants and just walk around and, and sort of absorb the neighborhood. Shopping. We do the Ravens. I love the Ravenswood run, and and that really is much more home turf for us. But the Ravenswood run does not make me say, 
I need to get back to Ravenswood and go to these little corner bars because I don't know. Yeah, they, and Ravenswood's mostly like a houses, yeah, residential. Yeah. Where this was like, there's businesses and they had street vendors out selling stuff. And um... there was also a street vendor got trapped by the race. Oh, point. really? Not sort of a turnaround. Like I think he'd been trying to cross the street and got sort of trapped by <laughs> all the people running. Like, uh... There were some cool costumes. I saw Beetlejuice and, um, you know, a lot of people wearing death-themed things. A lot of, like, really cool t-shirts with skulls cut into them. I was really impressed with that. But then when you finished, um, you got water. And then there was this odd... There were people handing out sugar skulls, but they weren't, like, handing them to everybody. So we thought that... um, yeah. It wasn't for everybody. It seemed like they were blocking them more than they were handing them out. But we weren't sure. But then they just, yeah, we weren't sure if you were supposed to be a certain, you know, from the school or or if they were just trying to make sure that people didn't just grab a whole bunch and yeah. that they really were for everybody. So I didn't take one. We didn't any, take one, but a friend of ours did. Them. Also, it was really funny to see people try to eat them because you don't eat sugar skulls. That's not the point. Right. It's, it's a to eat decorative them. Yeah. Thing. And there's a big, so there's a big uh, food and vendor area afterwards that this year we did not stick around for because uh, like we met up with some friends. Hot had, chocolate and um, churros, churros, and tamales. tamales. Last year I got this amazing magnet of a skull that I love. It's black and like a turquoise, and it's one of my favorite magnets. And it was, yeah. I bought it before the race last year. Um, so they have really cool stuff. Like as far as like the after party, and I think it's all really accessible too. Like some after parties, you don't want to wait in line forever, but this seems like easy to get in and out of. You have to trade buy tickets to get food, but um, that seems like a pretty easy deal. Also, yeah, um, it was fun. It's good. It was fun. Um, Definitely do it again. It's it's I'm... one of the later ones in the season because for me because it is just so cold. So. Um, I think it'll be one of my last races in Chicago in the winter. I might try a couple more, maybe. But right, we got all the turkey trots coming up, um, which we, I mean, we need to pick one because there's like six or something throughout the Chicagoland area, and then there's all the Rudolph rambles and Santa Santa shuffles and holiday haymakers and the New Year's Day New one. Year's Day and. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Race but, of the Carrera de la Morta. Oh, yeah. I would definitely, definitely. Recommend. I signed up. It's this is a November, uh, you know, late October, early November race. I signed up this year in I think April, <laughs> as soon as they're May or something. As soon as the registration was open. Yeah, we yeah, had low very numbers. De- very definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but our next races that are definite and for sure are in two different exotic locations. <laughs> Uh, Erica is going to be running a 5K in Starkville, Mississippi. Sure will. The which turkey is where trot. Mississippi State is. Right, MSU and um, Mississippi State University. I'm oh, confused I'm sorry. with like Michigan State. You know, you said Mississippi State. Okay. But like I said, MSU and Michigan State University is also uh-huh. um, MSU. And so I always get confused with that. So yeah, uh, that'll be fun. That's this Saturday. And I'll be running. With um, my oldest friend in the whole world, who is a much stronger runner than I am. (laughs) She ran the Wrigleyville one with me up here and uh, really was a good motivator. Let's put it that way. 
And then you will be running a 15K where? Uh, in Istanbul, Turkey. Istanbul, uh, so Sean, Turkey. Sean, our, uh, our co-host, uh, who did run the Carrera, but uh, we recorded this late, uh, so he wasn't uh, he isn't here. But he, Sean and I are visiting a, a friend in uh, Istanbul, and uh, we'll be running, uh, there is the Istanbul Marathon, uh, but they have a 15K distance, and that's all we're doing. I say that's all. Pretty cool. Right. So here's a question. Are we going to do podcasts? Yeah, I would, because... I would say, why don't you and Melissa record a podcast, and, and Sean and I and Matt will record a podcast. And, the... and then everybody well, will be riveted to hear what the 5K is like in Starville, Mississippi. I want to know. So, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure we can com- compare and contrast of differences of a smaller town race to the Chicago races. Yeah, there you go. Also, lots of hills in Mississippi. Oh, goodness. <sighs> but beautiful weather, 77 and sunny. Ah, my home state. Mm. <laughs> What's weather going to be in Turkey? Uh, 65 chance of rain. There you go. So. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the whatever, seven-day forecast. All right. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We'll see you in a week. Toodles.